Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. All right, guys, I'm super excited because today we have one of my new friends, Tracy Pontarelli, and she is an awesome lady. I don't know much about her. We're going to learn together a lot about her, but I feel really connected to her already. We already are collaborating on a couple different things, both her stuff and my stuff. So before I begin, I'm just going to read her bio. Okay, so Tracy is a former marketing and branding professional turned multiple six-figure wellness entrepreneur and business and mindset coach. So she had a really successful career in brand marketing and public relations that she loved, but the hours were long and demands were intense. So in order to start balancing her family and grow her family, she looked for more flexibility. So she transitioned into full-time mommyhood, jumped into volunteering and play dates, loved all that time with her family, but still wanted to build a fun and rewarding career that allowed her to live her life. So I'm excited. This is good stuff. After her three children began to grow, Tracy tapped into her love of wellness and skills as a brand marketer to build a successful wellness business. Key to her success has been understanding the power of attraction, marketing, and positive mindset, and being very intentional in everything she does. She now coaches frustrated moms, just like all of us, um, how to build a profitable online income without sacrificing their priorities by being authentic, deliberate, and magnetic. So when I read this and I was like, okay, yes, because I think we talk a lot about the burnt out mom that, you know, wants to start a career, but we don't talk about someone who's successful and then goes to momhood and then kind of brings it back. And so I'm excited right. to hear kind of your story because I'm sure a lot of moms are there. Like they step back and now they're like, okay, how do I get back into this industry? I also love all the law of attraction and the mindset stuff because I have found in the last like five years of my business that that's the key. It really mm-hmm. is. And that's what we talk about on here a lot. So I'm excited. So I want you to start with like, what was your marketing and brand business? And then yeah. what did that shift kind of look like? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I just want to say, it's so great to be here and finally meet you in person. I love what you're doing here. I love this podcast and I love that you are really just speaking life into moms who are trying to figure it out. And so I just love this as I look back on my journey, gosh, it would have been helpful to have a Kylie by my side when I was trying to figure this out. So I just love that you're doing this is I really felt like I was alone in that journey as I was trying to figure it out. And I think for many of us, I'll just say this as moms, right? And, and this may, you may really resonate with this. If you had told me before I had kids that I would stay at home with my kids at all, I would have said you were crazy. And I grew up in a single mom household. My mom worked several jobs. I'm a scrappy gal. I was going to stand on my own two feet, no matter what, I was always going to have an income behind me. And so we don't know what's in front of us. That's one of the first things that I'll just say, We pretend we know, we actually don't know. So, and until you have kids, you really don't know how you're going to feel. And some moms know that they want to go back to work. It's something they very much want to do. And other moms know that they always want to stay home, but the rest of us kind of sit in this span of, I kind of, I want the flexibility, but I want, I don't want to be around them all the time. I want to have a life. I want, you know, to add some value and So I think we just need to all honor that in where you are and the ages of your kids, it'll shift as they grow and opportunities will open up. So just honor where you are. That's the first thing I'll say. So I worked in a public relations and marketing firm here in New York city, one of the biggest ones in the world. I worked on some of the biggest consumer brands in the world. I loved the work. I was really good at it. 
And then when I had kids, I just realized that working for other people just really wasn't working for me anymore. And I tried to work from home. I took on different responsibilities inside the firm to try to manage. I was still working for other people and I was not in charge of my schedule and I was missing things that I didn't want to miss. And so at that point, I really just felt like the only way out was to step out and recalibrate. And so that's what I decided to do. And that was super scary as I had built up so much identity Mm -hmm. in who I was with what I did that I really didn't know what I was without my job. And that whole period of time was very, very helpful for me. And it was really where I started to become much more mindful, much more aware of my mindset, Kylie, of, you know, understanding that we are not just what we do for a living or so much more than that. And that really took me down some interesting paths. I love that. So a couple of great things that you said there. One, I do love that you recognize like the ebb and flow of motherhood because it's it's ebb and flow, not just seasons of the year, which it does though, like the fall, busy back to school and the summer, your kids are off. That all ebbs and flows each year to year, but then the seasons of life, like newborn stage to toddler stage to now my kids are in school and I have so much more time to do these things. And that all just ebbs and flows. And so I love that you brought that up. And then also the identity part of your job. I think that is honestly the part that has us the most confused. (laughs) It's not the financial. Should we work? Should we not work? Like a lot of times the financial parts or like the time parts, like, oh yeah, it's easy to see. I want to be home with my kids or it's easy to see. I need to work for the money. But sometimes when we're in that space of like, we want to stay home with our kids, but our identity is so much tied into working and what we do and whatever taking that step back, that was a big, big move for you. Yeah. How did you start building that identity back? I totally agree. And I recognize that I am very blessed that I had the financial option to stay home. And I think in some ways that almost made me feel bad that I wanted to work because I didn't need to, I mean, it really brings up a whole bunch of mom guilt, like female, like what are our you know desires for ourselves? Really a lot. And during that time, I read a book and I don't know if you've ever read it. I'll highly encourage everyone to read it. If they haven't, it's called a new earth and it's by the author Eckhart Tolle. It's a pretty famous book and it landed in my lap exactly the right time. He's brilliant. And you could probably look him up. He's been interviewed by Oprah many times. So there's some really good YouTube videos of Eckhart Tolle. If you don't want to dig into the whole book, but it was really about practicing real presence and understanding that we are the power of now. He has another book called The Power mm-hmm. of Now. And really starting to grasp that you are whoever you are at this moment in time. And that's really all that matters is that you are here now. And I really started to let go of these labels I had put on myself, right? And expectations that I put on myself. And I think where I really came to peace with it is I realized that I was an employable human. And if I decided at some point I wanted to go back to work, I could somewhere, someone would hire me. And so I just let go of the pressure of the progression of my career as I had expected it to go. Mm -hmm. I just let it go. And that's when I really just embraced those years and just looked for other ways to contribute that worked in that time. And then to your point, when the 
kids just like a little bit older and I could start to see like little windows. That's when I was like, okay, you know, what could I start to dabble in? And that's when I started to kind of dig back in. I love it. Okay. So what did going back into the work, what does your work look like now? What do you even do? Um, you do a lot of things because you kind of are doing yeah. the coaching thing. You're doing the social sales thing, right? Like what does your work look like now? Yeah. So, so now in, well, let me give you a little bit of a progression because I think it's mm-hmm. interesting to, to talk to people about following what lights you up and figuring out what doesn't work is as important as figuring out what does. And we know this, but then we expect somehow in our lives, it's going to work differently than it does for everybody else when no one's life is a straight upward trajectory. Right. So the first thing that I started to do was pick up some project work back in marketing, thinking that I might go back to the workforce. That was my original thought. And it was for a health brand, which is the stuff that I love. And when I talked to my family about going back to work, the kids absolutely revolted. And I was so surprised. They're like, you're never around. You've been gone too much. I mean, really had really strong opinions about me leaving the house and going to an office for like a full-time gig. And so that's what I was like, okay, that's not going to work. We're going to figure something else out. And I really did love the flexibility of being around for all the things with the kids. So that's when I found my way into personal training and back into fitness, which is an area of my life that I am super passionate about. And that's when I I became a Lululemon ambassador. I ran the run club for the New York city. I mean, I really did all of these things. I just kind of jumped into that, really embraced it. That was super fun. That's also one of those hours for dollars models, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, Mm -hmm. really can, you know, as a photographer, this can be, it can be really hard. It's like you hit a capacity for the amount of hours you're willing to work and the amount of dollars you're willing to charge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I love how the universe works because when you start asking yourself, well, what else could I do? That's when I found my way into the social selling space. I, I found out about a nutrition company. There was a business attached to it. I really didn't know anything about the social sales industry at the time. I had like no experience, but I was like, yeah, you know what? This is a great thing for me to add on to my wellness business. I was a wellness Mm -hmm. certified wellness coach at the time. This allows me to expand the number of people I can help. And when I got back into that, that's when I realized how great my branding experience was to that work. I was naturally skilled at social media, at talking on camera, like all the things that like, I was like, oh, I know how to do all of this stuff. Right. And I also really loved working in teams. And it was something that I hadn't done since I had worked in public relations. I'd really kind of been doing like this kind of solo stuff. And so I always say, I mean, I just posted this on social media the other day, you're never really starting over. You're taking all the stuff with you and somehow it all shows up as you move along and you just keep packing on the skills. And I really found that that's where I was able to really do well personally and able to coach other people to do the same. So that's really how this is all turned into my work. So I've got a big team and my, I'm a partnered with a wellness company. I've got a huge team there. I help coach the entire organization on social media strategy. And I do some private coaching as well. That's where I am. I love that so much. And and I love how it kind of all led to exactly where you need it. Like you took parts of everything, like you were saying, and it's all just been so helpful. I think 
also the MLM industry, social sales, all of that. There's so much that can be learned in that industry. Even if you just like my dad owns a company, an MLM company, and my entire life, that's what he did for work. And so I feel like that kind of gave me like a leg up on a business because like in those industries, you're learning so much about mindset and positive thinking because it's such a mind game. So Mm -hmm. then a couple of years ago, I did like a a brief stint in a company and it wasn't the right fit, but I learned so much that I took all of that with me. And I feel like it wasn't a mistake that I even was in that company at all. It was like such a growth for this business. And I feel like vice versa, my, my stuff before that was such a growth for that business, photography and marketing and social media and all the things. But then I took all of that positive mindset and team building and applied it moving forward in this business. And it's just so cool how it all works exactly how it needs to, to create this amazing meshed, all the skills, all the learned things. And I think also as women, we're not one dimensional. And so having all these different kind of outlets is so helpful and so awesome. So I love how you've kind of gotten to where you are. That's awesome. Okay. So guys, Tracy's Mm -hmm. really, really big on the mindset stuff. If you go to her website, everything you're going to learn there is about attracting and being magnetic and creating the life you want. And I love that. I'm like really, really, really into manifestation and attraction and learning as much as I can in this industry. There's so much to keep building on with mindset. So let's start with the basics. The very basics, someone who's never realized that they're in control of what's going on with their life. Like, what would you say to someone who's just like kind of starting out in this world of attraction? Ah, I love this. Okay. So the, the main thing that I I think the simplest way to put it, and it's Wayne Dyer is that thoughts become things. And we are mistakenly in the belief that our thoughts are something that just happen and that we cannot control. And often our initial thoughts are often something we cannot control, but we can control the next thought. Once you start to know that and believe that and own that, everything shifts. And so here's the thing I think people is important for people to know is that our brains are designed to look for the reasons why something won't work. <laughs> right? So as we've evolved as a species. So, you know, if you and I were cavemen together, and we were out hunting for berries and you ate some berries and died, I would learn to not eat those berries, right? That has fast forwarded to our brains are constantly looking for all of the reasons things will not work. And our brains come up with stuff that is simply not true. It's not helpful. It's not true. And so it's really on us to train our brains. And we can. And then once you know that that's true, when you believe that that's true, then you can start to dig into all of the work that really changes everything. Once you believe that, you start to design your life. And your life is either happening by accident or on purpose. Those are your two options. And so you get to decide, but thoughts become things. And so the more we think about something, the closer we bring it to reality good, bad, or otherwise. I love that. So that's basically law of attraction in a nutshell right there, guys. So tell me, how are you using the law of attraction to design your life like daily, weekly, monthly? Like, what does that look like? So 
the first thing I'll say is if you don't have a meditation practice, some type of mindfulness practice, that is step one. I have to say, this is where really Eckhart Tolle in the new earth really made a huge difference for me because I really started to see the thoughts going on in my head. And you've got to be able to separate you from your thoughts in order to change your thoughts. And so many people are walking around thinking just because they think something that it's true. So some type of meditation practice, mindfulness practice, there's so many out there. I will tell you, this is how I start every single day. How I begin and end the day is a non-negotiable for me. So I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I meditate. I don't let anything get in the way of it. I, I do not check my email. I do not check social media. I own the way I start my day. And then every night before I go to bed, I fill out a gratitude journal. And as I'm drifting off to sleep, I really practice positive thoughts inside my head. If I catch myself thinking about what I didn't finish, what needs to get done the next day, I immediately do the work and just shifting how I'm thinking. So those are the kind of the daily practices. I also am huge on setting up reminders throughout your day to remind yourself to check your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're always going to be happy, you know, joyful people. Stuff happens. You know, <laughs> I got a call from my son right before this. He's devastated. He's in college. He's devastated. I can't do anything to help him. There's going to be things that rattle us. It's just you deciding how you're going to look at the world. And so having those reminders throughout the day, I think are super important. Oh, I love that idea. So I start my day with meditation. I end my day with meditation, but I think I need that reminder at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. when my kids are all coming home fighting. It's like yeah. everyone's hangry. Yesterday, I had yeah. such a good day until like 5 p.m. And then I was just like, I was crazy. They were crazy. That's such a good reminder is like, we're in control the whole day from beginning yeah. to end. So if there's right. that struggle time in the day, like adding in that extra, like breath work and thoughts and just kind yes. of like, I'm in control here. I'm in control here. Right. And it can be three minutes. I mean, it can be three minutes, right? It, it, it does not need to be a big amount of time. So your meditation practice that you do every morning, is it your own just kind of like breath work and thought work, or do you do a guided meditation? And how long is it? What's yours look like? Yeah. So I've switched around. So I play, I started when I really got into the two times a day, because I do think two times a day is really helpful. And you guys, if you're listening to us, you're like, I can't do it two times a day. Yes, you can. You can. Cause if you did two 10 minute meditations, that's 20 minutes out of the entire day, it's just deciding it's important and you'll find the space for it. I started with something called Ziva meditation, which is a lot like TM. If anybody knows transcendental meditation. So it was two 20 minute meditations, no guide, no noise, nothing. And I do find those helpful, but in the morning I'm finding right now that I really love guided meditations. I particularly love affirmations in the morning. And so what I've been using and it's free is insight timer. If anyone knows insight timers, insight timer is free and you can search. You know, I did last night, actually, before I was going to bed, I did nighttime affirmations and I found a 20 minute nighttime affirmation. I just plugged it in and that's what I listened to at the end of the day. So you can go in and you can save the ones you love. You can really search for anything you want. I've been finding that those have been really lifting me in the morning. So I've been playing with those. I play around with a bunch. I did the calm app for quite some time. 
And then I love Tamara Levitt, the woman, but it was just too much of her same voice every day. So I needed to shake it up. So I'm always playing with it. The bottom line is I'm taking that time for myself before anything else. All right. I think that's so key. And that just is you owning the day, right? When you start the day with you deciding that you're going to pour into yourself first, before you check email, check the text, do all the other things, it changes how you approach the rest of the day. It really changes everything. I love that. So I don't start with meditation. I check my phone, check my text, roll over, whatever. And it takes me longer to get out of bed because I'm sitting there scrolling through everything. And then I get up and then I get my kids up. And then when they're gone, I meditate. And so I, I'm going to try that because I mean, the day starts from the moment you woke up. I love that. That's, that's. Yeah. So, so one of my friends was just telling me that she said this, since I told her to do this, it's changing the morning for her because she doesn't feel like she has to do anything. So if you go to the bathroom, you lay back down into bed. I know sometimes people say you should sit up, lay in bed, like snuggle back in, plug something really inspiring in your ears and just lay there for another 10 minutes. You don't need to follow the rules of meditation. Mm -hmm. And then you just sit and listen to something inspiring. You're like, okay, I filled myself up. If that's all you get for the day, you'll know you've gotten something good for yourself. Yeah. I was kind of like in the beginning, pretty strict on like, you know, sitting, how I needed to sit and breathing, how I needed to breathe. And then I realized like some days, like I need to meditate in the car or like in the middle of the day meditation or some, I actually, my night meditations are always laying down in bed and they put me to sleep. And I love going to sleep with that in my ear. And so I love that reminder of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly Mm -hmm a certain way, like whatever helps you be mindful and focus on, you know, those thoughts and that breathing, that's the key. Yep. So I love that for sure. And I've got one other toy that, but this is my latest toy. It's called a muse M U S E. And it's actually like a little wiry headband that you put on. And sometimes I do this one in the middle of the day, I'll do it for 10 minutes and it tracks your brain waves. So if, if anybody's really geeking out on the meditation, you might really love this. So it tracks your brain waves and it'll give you different signals. If you've gotten out of like presence, I mean, I mean so it'll have like a, like the sound of the ocean. And if the ocean is nice and calm, you know, you're in a calm state. And then if it sounds like there's like, you know, a thunderstorm happening, you know, that your brain has started to go again. And it gives you these little bird chirps when you've really kind of gotten into the center of yourself. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's fun. And it's hilarious because sometimes I do it (laughs) right. And I can't get, I can't get anything to quiet down. There are no birds chirping. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. It, it is hard. The mindset stuff is the hardest stuff, especially if you're listening to this, you're an entrepreneur, you're a creative person. I think it's particularly hard for the creatives, little ADD, Yes. Um, you know, right. But also just so much more important because we all know best ideas happen when we clear our brain. Yep. That's why we get those epiphanies. This is why we get such good ideas in the shower, right. Yep. Is we are like, just like our brains are like the downloads come when we're not in grind mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. So that's why the good stuff comes when you meditate. So then you realize, okay, if I could just kind of like I call it clearing some disc space. Like Mm -hmm. it just started to clear some disc space. Then I could make space for like this other great stuff that is waiting to come to me if my head wasn't so noisy. Yeah, this is so true. It's funny because I had COVID a couple of weeks ago 
it wasn't that bad, but I was like down and I came yeah. up with so many ideas that week. And like the thing that we're <laughs> going to be part of soon, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. This, we need yes. this. It kind of reminded me that we need to just leave ourselves that space each mm-hmm. day, each week to be able to think because we're just, yeah. t- we're doing, 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 and we're not leaving that space to like go in the direction that we feel actually called to do instead of just like, you know, checking things off. Yes. So that kind of leads me into your whole, like getting clear on what you want concept. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. does that look like for someone who's just kind of starting in this, like, well, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to start being more mindful, but like, what should I be doing? Like what, what direction am I looking towards? Here's what I'll say to everyone that's out there. And I know Kylie, cause you've just said you've done a number of things that have all led to the next thing. You can set a goal for yourself. That that is really just an idea of how you want to feel, not necessarily exactly where you're going. And maybe it's exactly where you're going, but I'm a big fan of Gabby Bernstein. I don't know if you listen to Gabby Bernstein, but she always says this or something better, this or something better. So when you set those ideas out for yourself, just know that you're just heading in that direction of what lights you up. So I think that's the clarity. The clarity is really tuning in to what excites you and having the courage to say no to the things that don't excite you as women. This is particularly hard for us because we like to make people happy. And obviously there's things as moms that we still need to do. We're raising humans. We can't be like that. I don't don't like to do it. So no. And there are a lot of things that we can say no to. And if we continue to follow what really lights us up, in a meaningful way, it will lead us to the next thing. And just trusting that, trusting that you are going to intentionally dig into something that excites you. And that's why we're here, right? We're here on this planet to figure out what our gifts are and to share them with the world. We're not here to do what everyone else asks us to do and to be tired and then die. I mean, that's just not why we're here. So it's on us. And I think that's where the clarity is, is when you feel yourself feeling frustrated, annoyed, angry, overworked, burnt out, those are clear indications that your whole soul is telling you stop. That's not the direction you're supposed to go. And you need to rethink this. So that's where I think the real clarity comes and we all do it. I know I came out of the gate in January like guns blazing. And I was exhausted like three weeks later. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I create my day. So if I'm tired and frustrated at the end of it, that's on me because I'm the one that said yes to the things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm in a blessed period of my life where I can decide exactly what I want to do. And I think most of us in a large part are, so that's really the clarity. And it goes back to that mindfulness. You got to be able to feel into your soul about what really lights you up inside. That was beautiful. Like literally like so many mic drops in there. I just recently did a podcast. I can't remember if it was in the fall, but about like, if you're feeling that burnout, if you're feeling that, like, just, ugh, I don't want to do that frustrated, whatever. Right. Like that is your energy saying like, no, don't do this. And it's hard because there are those right. things, the dishes and bedtime right. sometimes that like we have to do. And we're like, not saying 
don't do that. But it's those bigger things like your appointments and what you're signing up for and what you're agreeing to and who you're hanging out with. All of that is completely in your control. And it's amazing how just kind of shifting and and taking control of that can literally change your life. It like my life is so much fuller than it has been ever in the past. And I've always had, you know, friends, I've always had a, a good job and I've always had different things, but like now it's like exactly like I have the women that are supportive and loving, caring that fill me up when I'm around them. And I have the team that just each of them are doing exactly what they're called to do. So together we're, you know, creating this big empire and just every little aspect of my life. And that all has come from just being mindful of what I want. And I think that's what it comes down to is what do you want? And starting with that intention every day with that, as soon as you wake up, you're you know, starting that brain quiet to let what you want in. And then you're ending that day with that gratitude. This has been such a great, great episode. So how has your life changed or when did you start kind of applying some of these principles and like, how has your life changed from this? Yeah. So it's been a really, a really fun journey. And I think it really did start in those years when I was home with my kids, you know, and it's fun to look back and reflect on it now because I had those years where I, I just thought, okay, well, what activities would fill my cup in a way that work would while I'm not working. Right. And I got involved in all of these different activities and I was able to lead all these events. And I built this huge network of amazing moms. I look at those years and they were so, so beautiful. And then when I started to do fitness, I had this whole network of people that came to my classes because I knew all these people. Right. And so like it all kept leading. And I look at my days now and I am just in such a blessed space. Right. So I, I, I live in New York city. I get to enjoy this beautiful city. I am able to travel when I want to travel. I'm able to design my days the way I want to design it and still do work. That's super, super meaningful to me. It just feel so honored to be able to serve in the way I get to serve now. And none of it would have, would be possible had I not done all of the other things. So Mm -hmm. when I look back, I can see how it all led me. And I think sometimes the hardest thing to do is to know when something is not serving you Mm -hmm. and have the courage to pivot. I think it's almost more of, it's the courage thing, because like, sometimes we know we don't want to be doing the thing, but it's like that courage piece of like changing it or, and especially if it involves somebody else, or if it might, you know, hurt someone's feelings to change or it might, that's hard, especially for us women, because we care deeply and we don't want to hurt people. And we want to do what people expect us to do and all the different things. And so it's hard to get out of that. It is so hard. It's first of all, we all like to be liked, right? I mean, nobody wants to be disliked. And if you're a good human, you care about other people's feelings. And so it feels sometimes selfish to put your own needs and desires in front of everyone else's, but that's what you have to do. Like you really need to keep your desires super close to yourself and stay in touch with them. And if you do, and you honor them and honor the journey and trust the process, it'll happen. And I think if we do honor our needs, we're able to serve better. And ultimately it helps everyone when we do that. For sure. It does. 
Oh my gosh, this was so good. Thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing all about this abundance and getting clear and saying no, all the things that we need to hear like constantly. It was so, so much fun. I love talking about this stuff. I'm excited to do our thing together because we'll talk about some of the science behind mindset. That will be really fun. Oh, this is going to be good. So tell everyone where they can find you and where they can keep following you. Yeah. So I think the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. It's where I'm most active. You can go to my website, tracypontrelli.com, but Instagram is where I'm most active and up in my bio is where I'm always hosting some type of free workshop, either about magnetic mindsets or about social media marketing. So there's always something in there for you to grab and take a hold of. I love that. I love it so much, guys. She's so cute to follow on social media. You're going to love her. Her reels are so cute and her posts are amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Munchers Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.